It's 10 o'clock on DBCR. Talk of our Shire, sponsored by Donnybrook Bailing Up Chamber of Commerce. First time back for the new year. And uh, got a busy show. I'm going to be first off. I'm going to be talking to Ian Massey from the Chamber of Commerce. I'm going to be talking to Cam Tinley about the challenges of establishing a new political party in Western Australia. Be talking to Peter Thompson about changes at the Containers for Change, and also be talking to uh, Emmy about the Donnybrook Apple Festival. But first up, I've got the new chair or president of the Chamber of Commerce, Ian Massey. G'day, Ian. G'day, Barry. And uh, welcome to the show. And uh, I guess uh, with the Chamber being a sponsor of the show, it's uh, appropriate that we start the new year with uh, you telling our listeners about the Chamber and uh, why is the Donnybrook Bailing Up Chamber of Commerce important? Thanks, Barry. And, and that's, look, that's a very fair question. Uh, let me start by saying we're a very proud sponsor of the community radio station. We think that's a vitally important link in what holds our community together. But as far as the Chamber of Commerce is concerned, it's a question that has come up for a lot of chambers in recent years um, because the world of business has changed enormously. Um, My own take on it is that a chamber that is very local in its focus, like Donnybrook Bailing Up, is more important than ever. And although there are a lot of people doing business online, there are people who are based in our shire doing business globally using online tools on the internet, that only goes to increase the importance of the person-to-person connection. And I think it's more important than ever that we do our job in encouraging our business members to do business with each other, to refer business to each other, that we can act as a channel um, for dealings with our Shire Council, And in fact, we can act as a channel and a reserve of advocacy for dealings with the state government. We met with uh, them just last week um, and with other statutory bodies that affect the lives of our small business members. So my my own view is that a local chamber like ours is, is actually at least as important as it ever has been. And I think Donnybrook's a fairly interesting case in that we don't have any really big employers in the Shire so a, a lot of chambers are you know the, the the big employers have a lot of influence and and oftentimes what's in the interest of the big employers isn't in the interest of small employers that that's true and 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 that's that's a very fair point um I mean I congratulate those chambers who have members and sponsors from the big end of town um but you're right um we don't have a large corporate employer in our Shire It's definitely a small and medium business um, population that we're representing. Um, And that does mean, it's it's true to say, that we can focus on the interests and the needs of the small and medium businesses. And you talked about the internet, and of course the internet is very powerful. Uh, But in the global era, I think the events of the last few years is really pointing to the importance of of local. And... uh, it's all very well being uh, up there on the internet, but uh, at the end of the day, if your house is on fire or you've got a fire, bushfire, it's the people in the local community that are going to turn up and put that fire out. So we, we've we've got to keep focused on the local community. Absolutely, Barry. For, for those reasons and for a lot of other good reasons, I think what makes a community such as the Shire of Donnybrook bailing up work as a community is the people who work and live and volunteer locally that's the resource that makes it all work yep yep, yep. and um 
Oh, so your own business, your business is Upland Consulting, so you provide consultancy to small business. Tell us a bit about that. Sure. Um, Upland Consulting specialises in businesses in regional Australia. We think the capital cities are quite well enough served. Um, We work with small business owners typically on the big moments of change that come up in business life. So it might be establishing yourself, it might be major growth, it might be the transition to the next generation in a family business. Um, moments like that is where we find we can do the best good for our clients. You took a family business. You're involved in an organisation called, is it Family Business Australia? It's now called the Family Business Association and it's the peak body for both Australia and New Zealand in the family business space. And yes, I'm an accredited advisor with the Family Business Association. And I think that's really important because what's happened over the last few years, we've almost seemed to have gone from a free private enterprise, free market economy to largely being serfs to foreign multinational corporations. And, you know, there's absolutely a place for them, but so often it seems that the the rules are made in the interest of the corporations and... uh, uh, and government's always talking about small business, but a lot of the time uh, they, they, they seem to support, they talk about small business, but make laws that favour big business. Yes, that's true. And I think we have to acknowledge the enormous power of those corporations. Uh, they can employ full-time professional lobbyists. They can pay $15,000 a head to, to have dinners with powerful people, dangerous people, perhaps. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> So, um, yes, the the world probably in the past 40 years or so has seen an enormous concentration of economic power in big corporations. And that is not always healthy. And it's fairly often to the disadvantage of small and medium businesses. Mm. So it's become a bit like a monopoly game. And, uh, you know, when when one person owns everything, the thing collapses and we start again. So I'm not talking about a collapse, but these things go in cycles. So... uh, you know, the, the, I think the events of coming years probably going to sort out some of those big organisations, and uh, and smaller organisations are more nimble can uh, respond and fill the void that's left. I I, I think you're right. The, the monopoly uh, game is is a really good analogy. I mean, when when someone has got hotels on Mayfair and Park Lane, then basically it's it's game over for everyone else. Yeah. Um, but. I see signs of hope, particularly in the younger generation who are now expecting the companies that they work for to walk the talk in terms of values, in terms of their environmental impact, their community impact, and so on. I think the days of we're only in it for a dollar are gone. That doesn't get anyone motivated anymore. Yeah, I'm sure you're right. And there's an interesting case there in uh, Maddie Clifford, who does a show on this program, on this station. Uh, she formed a, a women in business group on Facebook with 100 members mm. um, and she didn't even know the chamber existed. So yeah. that, that's our problem because yes. I, I should declare that I'm also vice president of the chamber, so I'll be upfront about that. <laughs> um, uh, but she's now on the board of uh, the Chamber of Commerce and, and so any organisation needs to engage young people to, to, to grow and prosper. So mm. that's really exciting for DBC, uh, DBCCI. Yes, yes, I, I totally agree. Um, l- lovely to welcome Maddie to, to our board and I think that's another strand, actually I know that's another strand that gives me hope for the future of our free enterprise, free market system is that women are increasingly saying, we're not going to cop this 
brutal male dominated take no prisoners kind of business culture we're in business because we care about things yeah and and that's the essence of community and that's the the australia i grew up in was that sort of ethic you know it's it's uh, not not all about uh, making the most money although of course making money is important but a sense of community that you know the, the people used to make a point of dealing with local business and the Chamber of Commerce, uh, the Shop Local campaign, is facilitating that. Yes, it is. And I strongly believe in that. Um, it's about the resilience of our community as well. It's uh, if we find that there are external shocks like the recent global shock uh, with the pandemic, um, you know, we need resources locally yep. to get through that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, we've been prattling on for a while. We'll play a sponsor message to pay some bills and a bit of music, and we'll come back and continue the conversation afterwards. You're listening to DBCR 102.1 FM in Donnybrook and 98.5 FM in Bainanup. This service is made possible by our station sponsors. Please support them. Bailinup Progress Association, Crazy for Fruit and Veg, and Bridgestone Tires Donnybrook. DBCR, your community radio. At Amcal Donnybrook, our new free app can help you easily order prescriptions, organise medications or access your prescription history. You can even pay in advance to minimise the time you need to spend in store. Download the Amcal app free from the App Store or Google Play or call 9731-1016 for more information. Amcal Pharmacy Donnybrook. 78 Southwest Highway, station sponsor. That's Chicago, Make Me Smile on DBCR Talk of Our Shire, sponsored by the Donnybrook Bailing Up Chamber of Commerce. And my first guest for the year is Ian, Ian Massey from Upland Consulting, but also the President of the Chamber of Commerce. So Ian, tell us uh, the sort of businesses that probably should join the Chamber. Ideally, Barry, we would like to see all businesses based in the Shire join the Chamber. And in fact, we're looking at our constitution at the moment to see if we can broaden our membership um, brush a little bit so that people who reside in the Shire and have business experience elsewhere can still come and contribute their knowledge and their skills to what we do. So it's sort of almost a mentorship. Exactly, yep. exactly. We have some very highly skilled people who may have retired or part retired to this mm. part of the world and we would like to tap into that talent pool. Because being small business is a very lonely gig. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And mm. of course, the, the, the interconnection between the business is so important. So if you're involved in tourism, if you're involved in agriculture, if, if the tourism brings people to the area and if, if it exposes them to a local agricultural product, that's got to have a flow on value, agritourism. Mm. Yes, it does. And, and we're seeing, I think, more and more of these crossovers and often the glue in there is tourism, not the kind of coach or mass tourism, but people who come to our part of the world to stop, take their time, smell the flowers, sample the local produce, visit a local winery, that yep. kind of thing. Um, and that, of course, benefits our producers. It benefits our accommodation providers locally. They'll probably fill up with fuel locally. Um, the whole mesh uh, works together to sustain local businesses. Yeah. Hmm. Well, we, we ran a farm stay for 22 years, and uh, you know, the, the people that came here 
enjoyed it for what it was and uh, I tended to have a bit of a talk about food and agriculture and they went because it there's been a complete breakdown between farmers and eaters you know mm. the supermarkets have pretty much broken that feedback loop and the radio tech in me knows any stable system needs a feedback loop mm. and the supermarkets have broken that feedback loop so tourism is a way to to remake that yes it, it is tourism is one of the ways i mean another one it's a small thing but it's significant on my way here this morning, I passed two roadside stalls selling farm fresh produce. Absolutely. Straight yep. out of the paddock. And then the really important thing there is that once people have eaten that food, they come to understand what food's supposed to taste like. Yes. Without the long supply chains. And, yep. and you know, from a, if we're talking about the zero, the, 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 um, zero carbon economy we've got to start producing food close to where it's consumed because if you're trucking food from one side of the country to the other one side of the planet to the other the the Mm. carbon footprint of that is huge yes it is and of course the food doesn't improve with all of that absolutely as soon as it's picked it's declining and yeah yeah, really important Mm. but also you're talking about um employment and uh, traineeships yes tell us more about that yes that's that's come to the surface as something that we really want to focus on this year as a chamber it turns out that our shire has a particularly low number of trainees and apprentices for the number of businesses that we have. And when we talk to our members, we hear that it's difficult to employ trainees, it's risky, they don't have the work ethic, it's, there's a lot of red tape, you know, you can be stuck with them if they don't work out. In fact, none of that is true. Um, so we're It's organizing. become an urban myth, has it? It has become an... <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Um it's far easier than most people think to employ a trainee or an apprentice. Um, in fact, you don't even have to directly employ them. If you're a small business and you only need someone part-time, that can be arranged. Um, so as a chamber and in collaboration with the Shire and the local school and the TAFE and some other players, we're organising a couple of information sessions. One is for the parents and kids at our local high school the year nines and year tens who are making their decisions about the working future to show to them what's possible locally that you don't necessarily have to go away break up the family rent somewhere else to get a decent job and the second session we'll put on is for the businesses for the prospective employers and our aim is to show them the amount of help and even in many cases actual financial help subsidies that's available if you take on a trainee or an apprentice. So our aim is to keep all of that employment local, not have our talented young people disappearing to other parts of the world. We're aiming to help with the skills shortage that all of our members talk to us about. And we're aiming, of course, to build up the pool of skilled people resident in the Shire and working in the Shire to the benefit of all of us. That's a great story, Ian. so anybody's interested, uh, the Chamber of Commerce does have an office behind the Bendigo Bank. Um, I'm not sure what days it's open, two or three days a week. It's um, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I believe, at present. Yep. Um, yes, it takes a little bit of finding, um, but we're also on the internet, of course, and anyone who wants to contact us, send an email, get in touch, yep. or, or drop in. You're very welcome. Yep. Mm. And Rachel's the Executive Officer, and she's... Uh, She's come from a small business background, so she gets it. Lots of people, because, you know, small business is, is very different. And, uh, you know, it's a matter of every day waking up and checking you've got money in a bank to, to keep going. And that's an entirely different uh, 
ethos than being an employee. Yeah, it, it absolutely is. Um, and yes, Rachel Atkinson, our very talented executive officer, has a small business of her own, based locally and working locally. Uh, and you're, you're quite right. It's, it's so different from being an employee. Um, I made that transition getting on for 30 years ago, and I'm glad I did. But it's a very different mindset. Yep. Mm. Terrific, Ian. Well, thanks for taking the time to talk to us today. Thank you very much, Barry. Great talking to you. The Donnybrook and Districts Country Music Club was formed in 2019. The monthly dances are held in the Donnybrook Memorial Hall, plus monthly jam sessions for singers and musicians. The intent of the club is to provide great entertainment and provide a service to entice local people, plus our surrounding neighbours, to come along and enjoy a friendly afternoon or evening of country 50s, 60s, rock and roll, boot scooting and old-time dancing. The club's low-cost entrance fee and membership allows people of all ages to listen to local bands and be part of a great atmosphere. The club is a well-run local music club for everyone to get involved in and create another form of entertainment in the Donnybrook Baying Up Shire. For more information, check out their Facebook page. You're listening to Donnybrook Bailing Up Community Radio. This station thanks the following sponsors. Donnybrook Regional Tourist Association, GJ Freight, Hasty Waste and CRS Electrical. DBCR, your community radio.